Yo, welcome to season two of the Fellowship Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of godly fellowship in your life. So on today's episode, I have one of my best friends, Damian Sanchez, on the podcast. And we have a ton of fun talking about music, life, and his latest Cosmo Monroe project. You got to check that out. So without further ado, we're going to dive in. Uh, welcome back to the Fellowship Podcast. It's been a minute. Cool minute. Hot, hot minute, cold minute, lukewarm minute, whatever you want to call it, uh, since we've done this. But uh, today, we, it's long overdue. Got my man, my partner in crime, one of my closest friends. That is uh, Mr. Uh, Damien Russell Sanchez. <laughs> Gave his cool legal name. Um, Russell. Social Security number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, me and Damo have been friends for... Man. At least, uh, you were 19, 18. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of the Lids crew. Dude. So, the last member of the Lids crew to get on here. Well, actually, you got to do one with Mike now because Mike's on yep. here now, too. We got to get Mike on here. Um, but, uh, man, we've uh, toured together. We've done some shows together. we made music together. We've done cried, laughed. Oh, yeah. All oh. that stuff. Um, Damien also has the... Uh, Second world record for most Kool Aid made and drank in one day. Dang right. Uh, only second to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang right. Um, and, and, I, and uh, I assisted you with that brownie too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate normal, brownie. Normal brownie. Though, man. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, folks. People like, what kind of brownies y'all talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no edibles. <laughs> we don't do that. Not, not that type of brownie. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we've been around for for a minute, bro. And um, it's cool to have you on here. You know, like when I when I shared with uh, when I had had Carlos and and David on here, um, man, really the the heart and soul behind this whole podcast is, is the the camaraderie that we have the, 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 the lids crew the lights and darkness music Amen. group um it has gone above and beyond just doing music together but uh i think True that's the, yeah that's the, the the originator of the of this whole thing is that man um the body of christ needs to be connected like that Amen. you know we need to have people like that and um it's weird because we're in this weird uh quarantine time <laughs> of uh isolation and yeah. whatnot and the thing that people are finding that they need the most is connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, there's some of the introverts that are out there that are even going like, man, I do, I kind of do need to be around some folks. Yeah. You no know? doubt. Um, and yeah. I think that's, it's, it's huge and crucial at this do time. Not, do not forsake the gathering of the brethren. Yeah. <laughs> the fellowship. The Breaking fellowship. With the brethren. Yeah. Amen. Um, but yeah, man. So it's uh it's cool to have you in here finally and and do this thing. Thank you, sir. Yes, indeed. Good to be here. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I know. So when we met, you had just kind of maybe a year or so out from when you kind of gave your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how, how much of a shift was it like between like the the people that you had before? Like your friends and and all that stuff, the, the circle that you kept before, mm-hmm. and how that transitioned um, to you know the, your walk and 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 the group group that you know you built after that. I actually felt pretty um, blessed because I was kind of a loner at that time. Um, I mean, I'm a sociable person, so I knew a lot of you know 
had surface friends and stuff, just people from work and stuff. But um, a lot of the things I did back in the day when I was in, you know, knucklehead was either in Los Angeles or San Jose. And so I didn't have a lot of those influences like directly around me because I hear stories of people get saved and then it's hard for them to transition friends because like their dude who smokes just lives down the block or what have you, you know. Um, so, um, it, it was a bad type of lonerism. It was isolation because I drank a lot at the time and, and um, just kept to myself. But um, the the transition really wasn't wasn't hard because I accepted the Lord, and then that's when I really started getting involved in the church and meeting more people. And um, I just am grateful <laughs> that the people I met were like on fire for the Lord Christians. That's the dopest part. I think about that because you know. Um, I knew people from back in the day. I didn't really know nothing about Christ or the gospel, but I knew people that professed to be Christians, but they were doing the same thing as me. (laughs) So it was like, I'm glad that the people that I met at the time were all like reading the Bible and trying to live it, sharing scripture with me, encouraging me. Um, I was blessed to have that. Yeah. And and what's cool too is during that time, I know for you, um, like your your roommates had just gotten saved just before you did. <laughs> yeah, so no no man can boast of himself. So you know, bo- boast in the Lord. That's what I always think about because I was even though I lived in the same house with David. You know, he was married and had his own thing going, and um, we didn't really keep tabs on each other or anything like that. Which you know we do so. When I started going to church, I was going to this church, uh, Jubilee, Sac Valley, a little small church out in Rancho, and I'd go out there and come home, and David didn't know I was gone. He, I didn't know he was gone. He didn't know I was gone, but I just one day come home. And he's kind of dressed up and he shows up with Stephanie, his wife and I, and I'm, I'm coming home like, where, you know, Sunday morning, like, where, where are you coming from? Church? Fool, you don't go to church? Yeah, where are you coming from? Church? You don't even go to church. <laughs> it was crazy. And then he was like, yeah, he's like, you should come to my church. Yeah. Marvin goes there. Marvin don't go to church. <laughs> so it was crazy that no, none of us really like led the charge in helping the next person like come to Christ. It's just something that the Lord did. So that way, you know, we could all like I always just take it as that way no man boasted himself but in the Lord you know it's not like yeah I got Demo saved or I got Marvin saved like nah the Lord got us saved right that's that's just a a funny story man it's just a crazy transition (laughs) Um, and I'm sure that was helpful too at the same time like having somebody that you live with who's trying to do the same journey as opposed to like so many people who live with friends or family or Mm -hmm. whatever that you know they're they're Mm -hmm. not trying to do that so you're kind of going against the grain yeah once again i think that just adds to me being so blessed in having that you know um i had recently uh met who's now my wife athesia and she was saved and that was like it was just new to her that she had accepted the Lord. I didn't know that because she was like, so she has so much in, um, integrity in the way she walked and her, her, her knowledge of the, um, of, of the Bible and her character is that I just assumed she knew the Lord for a long time, but that was crazy. Cause she's the one too. It happened around that time when I met her, that she started sharing, um, the Lord with me, you know, even though I was a knucklehead arguing with her tooth and nail on everything but eventually I, eventually i decided to you know take the take the jesus challenge <laughs> yeah and it's um it's just crazy how god works in, in in those situations like bringing the right people together and, and whatnot you know not everybody gets that 
blessed opportunity to have um, the right people during those, those circumstances. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. folks um, have to work hard to find the right groups, mm-hmm. work hard to find the right circles, yeah. things like that. I know for me, um, I rededicated my life maybe a year or so before um, we connected. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a struggle because all the, all the people that were like, like-minded uh, weren't saved. Um, right. So it was hard for me to find a find a group that I really connected with mm-hmm. um, right off the bat. And uh, I mean, I made friends. I made things work. Um, you know, they were very different for me, mm-hmm. uh, which which is cool. I mean, you want to have friends that are different than you. You want to connect with people that aren't, you know, sharing the same brainwave. Yeah. Um, but the relationship that you have with people who, who are kind of ha- have the same feel as you, the same, um, mm-hmm. you know, interests and, yeah. and kind of background. Um, is usually a lot more natural and yeah. the more natural a friendship or relationship is, the more, um, I think sometimes the easier it is to, to go deeper in those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's true. And I heard you mention that, um, on some of the other podcast, um, that episodes and, um, and that it's, it's interesting cause you're right that when I first actually accepted Christ, I was going to a church, it was on the other side of town and most of the folks were like a little older than me. So that was one of the things is I didn't really connect. I just went to church every Sunday and sometimes I go to church and then go to the bar right after, you know, (laughs) but it wasn't until I started, you know, it's it's a long story, but basically just, I ended up at Thrive Church, which was more local and meeting you guys. And that made all the difference because now I had friends actually holding me accountable, seeing the way I was living the other, you know, six days of the week and, um, you know, and, and it challenged me on stuff like that. So, so yeah, I get that because you were the one of the ones that when I met, I was like, Oh, dude, this guy likes hip hop like I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I get it. You know, you shared with me there's Christian artists that are dope because I didn't really know that at the time. You know, um, that, a lot of the Christian artists that I heard at the time, I just really wasn't that into, but you were like nah listen to this 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 and this and i'm like oh dude like this is dope this is fire there's no reason to listen to anything else yeah yeah i remember too um so i think i actually gave the cds to to david Mm because he was looking for some stuff um to mix and dj with Mm -hmm. and then uh, you came upon them and i remember you telling me like you're you're ready to throw in the towel on hip-hop because you didn't know how that was going to work for you you know new walk that's right and uh and a lot of that music just really you're like oh man yeah be a dope artist and you know, still mm-hmm. be um, saved. Yeah. You know, still, still give it to glorify God. And I literally did throw in the towel too. I was like, it was no joke, you know, cause I, I've been rapping forever and I just found that as I accepted Christ, I was challenged by a lot of uh, ministers and just by the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and, um, and I really felt a, a impression from the Holy Spirit to just stop listening you know, and then I got a prophetic word to back it up. Stop listening to all the stuff I was listening to because I was one of them beat heads that, you know, listens to it 24 seven in the car and the earphones, yada, yada, yada. And then, um, I felt challenged to stop listening to it and then kind of accepting Christ. I'm trying to find out who am I? What am I? What, you know, what's the purpose, purpose for even rapping? And I just didn't really have a sense of purpose at that moment, like why I do this yeah. anymore. So, um, so I had given up for, I don't know, maybe, uh, I forget if it was like a week or a month, but I, I was serious about it until all of a sudden, um, the Lord just, boom, just brought it one day. <laughs> the day I got baptized, just said, gave, pastor <laughs> gave me a mic and then I, I rapped and from that moment on, I knew the Lord wanted me to continue doing this, but for his glory. Yeah. So all the stuff you shared with me just helped, you know, fan that fire. For sure. And like, 
so so not not a lot of people know this, but like you, you kind of mentioned it, you, you've been doing music since I mean for a long time. Um, you know, before uh, before the boom bap debt. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was uh, he was making tracks to uh, you know blues and. Uh, <coughs> He was yeah, writing hip hop songs to doo wop. Dang, you know I don't um, know about before the boom bap. That's that, that was my era, the boom bap. <laughs> but I mean, how, how was it like? Because you you really did come up. Um, you you grew up in a, in a rap scene in a sense, mm-hmm. like between um, San Ho and, and L A and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we you shared all these stories with us, and then we'll keep it uh, we'll keep it PG around here, right? Because um, some of these crazy stories, but like growing up in that atmosphere of. Um, Hip hop, where it with ciphers and battles and mm-hmm. whatnot, and um, you know, there's so many. You hear all these stories of like crews that come together and then they, you know, get beef with each other, and then mm-hmm. you know, every cipher and stuff is really just a one up in competition, and, mm-hmm. um, whatnot. Like, how did that mindset um, change or, or impact? the way like when you started doing doing christian hip-hop and doing stuff with us like uh as we were gathering and we were going to events and shows and stuff like that like did that have uh you know how, how did that kind of come into play uh it was actually really interesting because um you know it was a different mindset like i lived and breathed for hip-hop so you can say it was an idol in my life because that's just that was my identity that was everything you know um but uh you know i i did a lot of battles back in the day and and kind of prided myself on you know if you know that old school thinking of like you know if you diss then let's battle (laughs) you know what i mean you say you say i'm whack my music's whack let's battle it's just like let's let's take care of this right then and there so of course that brings a little bit of um ego to it you know um but I remember doing a show with you one time, one of our early shows, and you were telling me, like, be prepared because, you know, this it, just, you know, against attacks. And at the time, not understanding that, I was like, I ain't afraid of nothing. Like, I, you know, I've rocked Project Bloat. I've rocked here. Like, I'm not tripping off. You know, I, I, I'll rip any mic. And then you were like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. You're like, you're talking about spiritual forces. You're going against the grain now. You're going against the world now. And you're going to meet a lot of spiritual opposition. And so that was like changing the way I think. You know, it's like it wasn't ego. In fact, it had to be completely the opposite. I had to decrease so God could increase. And that was the hardest thing, learning that, you know, to really just put myself aside and let the Holy Spirit take over. And, you know, I think to this day, I'm still working on that. But, you know, there's a lot of ego that comes with rapping. And then, um, there was it, uh, I don't know, it'll come back to me. There was something else too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And just, and, and outside of just hip hop, like in the music scene, just, um, growing up between moving all around, you know, going back and forth, LA, San Ho. Yeah. Um, I think you had a couple stops in between, right? Um, oh yeah. Like how did that, how was it for you to build relationships because you never really had, you know, you had so many times of, of transition, you know? Um, well, like I said, I was always a sociable person, always made friends, but I didn't even realize, and this is like until honestly recently that I realized that, um, I was in, a there was a wall that I put up around me. And so I only allowed people to get so close. So in spite of how many friends I had, I don't know that any of them were really like real, real 
deep, deep homies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I know this may sound silly, but my wife, she's, she knows this one. I, I've always shared the um, tie your shoe homie test. <laughs> like, like I would walk, you know, with my homies and then I, I have stopped tying my shoe and then the homie just keeps on walking. And I'm like... I, I was like, that ain't a real homie. You know, like if my friends stop tie shoe, I stop with them. But I just kind of looked at that's just how people are. And I remember when I met my wife, like she stopped, I stopped tying my shoe and she stopped there with me. And I'm like, it sounds real silly, but that's where my mind was right away. I was just like defeat, like that's why I don't trust no one. And it, you know, I think that was just like a, you know, to me, it was like a sign of something bigger. Like these people don't really have my back when it really comes down to it. Yeah. And I know it's a silly thing, but it's just always stuck with me, you know. But, but, oh, but real quick, the other thing I, I know what I was going to say now, though, um, the, uh, the, in hip hop, everything was like, you don't bite. Yeah. I come from the old school, you don't bite, you know, and so you have to be original, you know, and, um, I remember one time carrying that thinking with me into pastoring, and so, like, I always wanted to have innovative ideas, like, this is my idea, this is my idea, you know, um, just because I didn't want to sound like I was copying this pastor or that pastor, but the Holy Spirit checked me on that one time, because it's like, Every good gift comes from above, so it's from the Lord anyway, so it's not a good idea, it's a God idea. So if this works, take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I see this pastor doing this and this works, use it. Not yeah. like, I'm biting his style. And that was the thing that was interesting in my mind shift. It's like, okay, you, it's not like you stole his good idea. It's like, no, you're using the God idea that was revealed to him, yeah. and it's available for all of us now. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> um, yeah, that makes it such a huge difference in yeah. like how you think about things or whatnot. Um so for those of you who don't know, Damo actually stopped writing his own rhymes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just take all the rhymes now. That sounds like a good verse. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> what was it uh that, that line Jay Z had? I'm not a biter, I'm a writer for myself and others. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know. Uh, I'm just gonna take a whole album and be like, yeah. I thought that was Braille. No, it was a God idea, I mean it's mine. <laughs> or better yet, what was it? There's a uh uh, South Park episode where they started making Christian music and they just took old love songs and, and uh, changed all the babies to Jesus. Dang. I love you. Jesus. Yeah, but I'm not a heathen like you. I don't watch South Park, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you watch Family Guy? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to start taking some old school, you know, Nas rhymes and just, you know, turn them into gospel raps. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm God's son. No, I'm, spiritually, I'm, I'm his son. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, At least he didn't say God's one and only begotten son. Right? <laughs> Dang. Um, but yeah, man, just this, uh, like, the friendships that we have, that, that we've grown to have and, and connect with, is so much different than, um, I know for, for you and I, like, the, the friendships that we had before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we've been we've been rolling together for, what's that, um... What, oh, late 07 yeah 07 so, yeah. you know yeah 13 years or so yeah about right um and just like that longevity is hard to come by even in even in the in the in the community of believers like right. it's hard to come by um and i think one of the things that that it that really bonds us uh isn't just the music and stuff but like just um the struggles that we've been through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially early on, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think in those first couple years uh, of us hanging out, mm-hmm. we all went through some 
through some hardships, you know. I, um, I went through what I thought was like the worst breakup in the world or whatever, <laughs> and I was I was the youngin in the group, so everybody else was. Uh, they weren't necessarily. <laughs> you know what? I, what I really loved about our crew is that like when so many older folks, like or not even older folks, but my friends and stuff, were either like, "Oh, bro, girls" or whatever. <laughs> you know, like the guys my age were just like. Yeah, bro, that's how girls are, man. You just gotta, <laughs> you know, whatever, bro. Right, right. Um, and then, like, some of the other older cats were like, yeah, whatever, bro, it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But not being, like, sympathetic at all, just kind of just being like, get over it, you know, right. suck it up. Um, but you guys never really, like, looked at it like that. You know, you guys knew um, that, that that I was hurting. Yeah. And rather than, like just kind of push me down or cast me up or try to force me to get over something. Mm-hmm. Um, just creating a space where I could just, you know, speak what was going on in my heart mm-hmm. um, and in my in my mind. Um, not allow me to just stay down, right. but speak into the situation and, and with some different perspective mm-hmm. and um, just like, and speak life in, into me and just push me to, okay, we got to pick up and move mm-hmm. on, but not like in the sense of like, you know, just get over it because it's going to happen anyway. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that's life, bro. You yeah. know? Um, but just kind of speak into it. I know for me, that was huge. Um, I know uh, for, for Carlos, they, they, he was having some hardships in his marriage and stuff that he, was, he had shared before. Um, and then uh, David, we talked about how um, early on, you know, they, their, their family went through some hardships just with um, you know, babies and things like that. And uh, I know for you, really early on, too, you, you had lost your sister. Yeah, and um, you know, it was a really tragic situation, um, and I know that that was a time that we really came uh, around you, along with the um, entire mom community. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dang, yeah, <laughs> remember that. And uh, and we just came and surrounded you, man. How did how did how does that do you think like really impacted like where we are today? Um. Well, like I said, you know, I, I hadn't uh, had, uh, I mean, I, I did have some, some firm relationships, but you know, I, I it's, it's like funny cause at my age now, you know, I'm just now realizing that I had had these walls up and hadn't, you know, really allowed people to penetrate, um, so close. Um, but that was one of the differences with our friendship is that, um, that was like my first like taste of like, you know, real deep, um, friendships with vulnerability. That was the thing is I always grew up not realizing it was like, uh, indirectly, un- unconsciously, I just wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable with people, yeah. you know, and then that's one of the things I saw in the church that I thought was awesome is, uh, some of these young people, you know, being very vulnerable and honest with each other and encouraging. And so, um, it, it showed me that, you know, these are, you guys are people I could trust. Um, and we can be vulnerable together and, you know, and then that's the other thing. Cause if, if there ever was a moment of vulnerability prior to getting saved, you know, a lot of times it was looked at as a weakness or just, yeah. you know, man up and this, that, you know, you get clowned for that. So it was nice to, you know, be like, Oh, I could actually let down my guard with these guys and they're going to, they're going to help me out. And it's something only the Lord can do. I mean, you know this, but like, the way we all came together, it was totally a God thing. And so, you know, it was just for a perfect time is that. And, um, it was nice to have brothers around who can be with me, you know, like, um, 
when my sister passed away, first thing I did is go to the bottle. And that was just an excuse. I really, you know, because I remember that clearly I'd been sober for a few months. You guys were helping me, you know, um, put the drink down. And, and, and I was like, well, now I got an excuse. No one can tell me not to drink because my sister passed away. But, you know, like right away, you guys are like, come on, let's go. I remember we even did a performance the day after. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were like, dude, are you doing it? I'm like, hey, you know, like I know my sister was seriously like my biggest fan. And I, I, I knew my sister would be like, no, go rock that. You know, because it was it was a big performance, you know, to us. It was yeah. like our first one, and um, and we were gonna do it for the church. And uh, I just knew, you know, my sister would be like, "Go, bro, bro!" Like I already I already knew she's like, "Go, go, rock it!" You know. Um, but anyways, but yeah, during that time, you know, to have you guys like surround me and just um, lift me up, and it, it, it was it was interesting learning that this is how the body of Christ works. And like I said earlier. That's what's so dope is that God put me in that, you know, God created that for that time. Um, you know, I don't know what other people's experiences, but I know like to me, that was just so dope to be put around real believers, yeah. people who walk it. People don't just like try to like point at the Bible and say, you should be doing this. You know, no, it's like, I'm here with you. You know, the Bible says, bear each other's burdens. I'm bearing your burden, yeah. you know, um, it was dope, you know what I mean, to be surrounded by that, you know, by no means perfect, you know, but yeah. people that are really trying to walk this out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I remember just being around you that time, and it's been, um, you know, it was a heavy time. You know what I mean? Just uh, in the same, like we all, all the different situations that we all went through. Yeah. Um, just being able to just keep each other lifted as much as we could and, and being there to support each other. And we had different friends in that circle, too, who went mm-hmm. through different things and uh, just supporting them and loving on them and, and bringing that camaraderie and again um we're blessed because there's people in that in that circle that you know by by no ill will or no um you know choice of our, our own aren't in the circle anymore right you know what i mean um it's not a diss or anything it's just it is what it is yeah you know and and there's even been pockets and seasons um where we've been disconnected but not like beefing or anything just yeah. you know life life happens yeah um but there's something like that always brings us back and it's not just music and things like that but right. um you know uh, i remember you, you sharing with me you had a friend that um was always like blowing you up all the time and like we gotta kick it we gotta kick it i need you i need to hang out and um <laughs> and uh you're like dude like there's other guys the other guys that i rap with are, are some of my closest friends and i might not talk to them for weeks but yeah yeah you know, <laughs> yeah, you can't force friendships in in this, you know, in this particular situation, you know, sometimes you meet people that you're just, you know, um, you like, you relate to. And, you know, I, I think with that, he was like, I really want you to be my friend. And I was and I, I even got real with him. Like, I just, you know. I can't manufacture a friendship. Yeah. And, you know, it's like these, the dudes that I, you know, am closest with, we can go a month sometimes without seeing each other and we get back and it's like, just like, you know, like yesterday and we're right back where we left off. Um, you know, you can't, uh, you can't force friendships. Like I said, it was a total God thing yeah. the way we all came together. So, you know, I told the dude, just ease up, you know, <laughs> and you always got to watch out too, because someone li- builds you up a little too much and then you're going to disappoint them when you let them yeah. down. That's exactly what happened in this case. But, you know, he and I reconciled and we're good now, but you know, I, I had, it was kind of a weird thing. It's like that vulnerability. I had to like get vulnerable and be like, Hey bro, you know, like yeah. you can't force this dude. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to be mean, but just keeping it 100. Like, yeah. You know? That's real. No, let's keep it 
100, man. Like, like, uh, like, dude, you can't force this, man. You know, and because some people like that, they got that ride or die mentality. Like, if you're my homie, you know, I ride or die for you. It's like, dude, I don't even know you that well to be ride or die <laughs> I've with never you. Even yet. Been in a car with you? Haven't I ride with you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it, it took me and my boys years to get to where we're at. You yeah. know. And uh, it's just funny, man. Like, and, and it's not, you know, you have people that you encounter and stuff that just want to be around you and stuff because, you know, um, because of X, Y, Z reason, you mm-hmm. know, either they have a need and they're they're struggling, or, um, you know, or you're just that cool, mm-hmm. or they see you in that light, you know, especially yeah. like. We do music. We do. Some people just look at somebody, you know, and go, "Oh man, that person's cool." And <laughs> you know, and then you know they they're dealing with things of rejection and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's not to like be like, "Oh yeah, you're not in our circle, bro." Right. Of course but not. It, it's more of like, "Hey, you know, there's a." Like you said, you can't force it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this thing took uh, years to come together. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And like you said, some people are just trying to meet their own need in their own life or, or what have you, you know, but, but it's, it's cool though at the same time, like I could sit here and be like, yeah, it's just cause I'm such a cool guy, <laughs> but that, that it's actually, I, be- I believe, <laughs> I believe that it truly is the attraction of the Lord. You know, when someone yeah. sees that in you, they're just like, man, I, whatever you got, I want some of that. So that's a good thing, you yeah. know, but. Um, you know, we gotta treat it just, you know, with caution and, and discernment, everything that comes our way, you know. Yeah, and there's always, um, you know, even with w- w- friendships, like, um, there's boundaries to this thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge um, one. And, and those boundaries change and, and grow uh, as, as life goes on. I remember, um, <laughs> when you first got married, cause we would talk all the time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> text each other, whatever, randomly, yeah. and like, you know, I remember texting you something, cause I was still, single yeah um, yeah like super single um, <laughs> super single so i remember texting you at like two three in the morning which was normal right, you know, right. for us or whatever <laughs> and you text me back like bro my wife's like who the heck is texting yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know so again it wasn't like it wasn't a bad thing it was just you know our relationship yeah. change boundaries change yeah like, life exactly <laughs> yeah well i mean i was a bachelor for so long i was single too well into my late 20s and um and I just had that mindset, but yeah, you know, we kicked it like just bros, you know, yeah. you were still young too. So it's not, it wasn't uncommon to be up at 3 a.m., you sure. know, and you could just, hey, turn, turn this on right now or listen to this and like, you know, but now I'm like married and she's like, who's texting you at 3 in the morning? <laughs> Mind your business, women. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, so yeah, uh, you know, that's how we all just grow and learn together is, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, life, you know, we change so much. Things change so much and, and, in the course of our uh existence in a sense mm-hmm. right like oh yeah um circumstances change like i can't just uh hit up david anytime we're like hey bro let's go kick it you know, yeah like kids like exactly you know, it's, it's a lot harder for him to get out um and we're all married now so it's a lot harder for not in a bad way just because we're yeah. we got obligations and you know priorities and stuff to just drop everything on a dime but yeah you know everybody's situation is different like mm-hmm. i know that i can like text Carlos after these hours and be like, oh, you know, whatever. And, and not that I couldn't text him earlier, but I know, hey, I'll get a response from him. Right, exactly. We, um, we know each other that well. We know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll be up right now. He'll get this. Right. And I, I know, like, Mike's one who will just, like, text you at 2 in the morning even though he's got <laughs> wife and kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> he'll, he'll drop everything. Oh, yeah. I know sometimes I'll, I'll, I won't text you guys because I know it's, like, late and stuff. Yeah. And I'll just text Mike and be like, yo, I just wrote another song. I put it in the Dropbox. Check it out. And I, like, one in the morning, I'll get a text back from him and go, I heard it at midnight when you sent it. 
and then I wrote to it already. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lot of uh, being an artist, though, too. You know, a lot of us tend to be, you know, get inspiration at night. I know I always oh, have sure. been. And so that's one of the things you got to balance out because now, you know, married um, and everything, you want to have like a healthy marriage. And so Absolutely. there's compromises, you know. Um you know, when I was working on this project that we'll talk about in a little bit, um, there were certain nights where I was up, you know, at two in the morning in the garage recording, yeah. you know, but then there's other times where I have to like be, you know, sensitive to my wife's needs and like, you know, um, I, I just got to lay there with her and help her go to bed, you know, structure, basically sure. structure, trying to find structure in chaos. Cause a lot of uh, artists, I'll speak for myself, operate out of a lot of chaos, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> you know, we inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From that chaos, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the, we we've gone through a lot of ups and downs and everything. We talked a little bit about that. I know um, the last few years have been a, a roller coaster in, in your life, and I just want to talk a little bit and touch base um, with like how how you've seen our relationships and our friendships and the, the group that we have like in a different light due to to everything that's been going on. Like, how has that stood out more? Like, you know, helped you kind of. Like you said, you, you realized recently that you had barriers and things like that, you know, and I, I think for, for one of them is just like, um, and, and just speaking, speaking this to you, mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like there was, uh, in the middle of that season feeling like, I know I can come to him, but I'm not ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I feel like more recently you kind of just like really realized and going, you know, Nah, I know I have to do it. I right, know I gotta right. Reach out. I know, you know. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. Because you know, I've always struggled with um, addictions to uh, you know all kinds. You know, um, lust, um, alcohol and um drugs but you know i got clean by the grace of the lord when i met you guys um but you know there was a relapse some years later and um then i went to a program this time the 12 steps and then had another um successful you know few years and then another relapse and that one really kind of messed me up but you know God can use all things to his glory and turn it to good so we did and that was when I realized because in recovery we talk a lot about um, there's a lot of soul searching there's a lot of examining yourself and, 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 and connecting with the Lord that's the main thing in any 12 step whether it's secular or you know through a church is that you need God yeah. you know and so it made me realize my need for God and fellowship because i realized you know i put myself in a in a i'll just be real here you know uh interesting position because i was a leader in the church i i did have a role that was um important but i i just didn't know how to cope with it you know the stresses of it of being you know a pastor and um i felt so had to keep it to myself because of appearances Mm -hmm. You know, and now it's dangerous. Now it's perfect soil for the enemy to come in and just mess with me because he's like, oh, you're going to keep this to yourself. Yeah. You know, that, that, that old way of thinking and not sure who I could trust because if I say this and it leaks out, you know, and, and the crazy thing is I became exactly what I had the, the biggest pet peeve of is like, you know, uh, I used to be very judgmental sometimes and be like, oh, you know, you, you preach this, but you don't really live this. Well, I became that. Yeah. You know, I, next thing I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm preaching, you know, up on a pulpit and, and sharing, you know, the Lord, but 
on the down low, I had this whole secret life going on Mm -hmm. and it was so toxic and it became very explosive. And I thank God that, you know, what's done is darkness is brought to light that he exposed it because, um, you know, well, actually, he prompted me to expose it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I knew that if, you know, if I didn't expose myself, it was going to be exposed. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be brought to light. But it took a while before I can, like, come clean to all you guys. Um, you know, I think part of it is shame. Part of me wanted to just dwell in that. Um, you know, but I had to really, if I want to get well, you know, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. Yeah. You know, and... You know, that's when the scriptures really started getting written on my heart because it's like, you can say this all day, you know, um, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed or you, you could actually live that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I got to tell my friends exactly what I'm going through so that I can get healed because I really wanted healing now, yeah. you know, not an illusion of, you know, what I think a pastor should portray themselves as, or a Christian, you know, it's like, nah, I'm walking this out. I'm living this, this is yeah. real life. I'm putting God's word in action, you know. So, um, but you guys were there for me all the way through it, man. And that's what the church is for. Yeah. And that, that's what that, that fellowship, that camaraderie, that community is for, you know. Um, and I think it's important that we learn, like, how to build those things. You know, like you say, we can't force it. Right. But, like th- there are ways to to build it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, finding a group to meet with regularly, finding mm-hmm. some folks that you can connect mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? And and not again, not forced to be like you know. It's for for a lot of churches, you got small groups that you can connect with. Right. Um. For and for other people who don't, there are people in the church that you can connect with. Like find there's somebody that sometimes something clicks. And yeah. You're not sure, right? So you just say, hey, let's go out for um lunch or let's go out for coffee or whatnot. And right. It. Um, and then kind of moving forward from, from there and seeing what mm-hmm. happens and what builds. And sometimes you, you would meet with somebody and it's like, dang, you know, this just as, as vibe is right. You know what I mean? We, we just connect and we click like, and next, you know, you're kicking it all the time. Yeah. Um, and then there's other times where you meet with somebody and there's nothing wrong with it. And, you mm-hmm. know, nothing wrong with them or you. It's just, you know, it doesn't click the same way. And, you know, you hang out every now and again you know, yeah. or you just see them at church or whatever, but you don't force it. You, you, you right. find what fits and, and you, and you, you know, build on that. Right. And you, and, and also, you know, um, we got to make decisions to keep good company. Cause you know, yeah. like the word says, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good character. So there's a choice in there, you know, but one thing that was cool is, um, even though you were the youngest of the crew, I think you were, or I don't think, I know, you were also the most um, knowledgeable and rooted in the word of all of us, I, I believe. I mean, Carlos too, but, um, you know, you, you know, your grandfather was a minister and, and you, um, you, you were well versed in the Bible. And um, once again, you did your best to live it. And so like when we first started getting together, I remember, it wasn't always just music. Yeah. Remember? I mean, we used to put on a podcast or, or, or a, a sermon or we would just read a passage or, you know, when we all connect and talk about it and like the word was a big part of what we we're doing. I mean, really it was had to be the main thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you even said, right. the main thing, the main thing. And you of all people, of all of us, you were the one that made sure that that was there you know what i mean that we never missed out on that that we were fed you know and so um that's once again why i say i was just blessed to be surrounded by the people i was who had you know in our lives um but at that time like yeah you were 
you you were kind of the main dude that was making sure we were in the word yeah, yeah. you know and i and i always appreciate that yeah man i mean i think that's that's again part of what has helped us um stay con- stay connected mm-hmm. you know i think when when one person's trying to grow and like the rest of the crew isn't or the rest of your like tight circle isn't mm-hmm. like it, it's you know it's almost like you said the tying your shoes thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, if i if i keep walking when you stop tying your shoes eventually we're just going to be distant. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you get but, it. <laughs> yeah. Instead, no, I, I showed you, you know, how the, the bunny goes around the, <laughs> the loop. And <laughs> You're like, you know how to tie your shoe, right, bro? <laughs> you know, and just helping each other with those yeah. things and stopping for each other. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, and sometimes picking each other up and, and pulling each other. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing, too, with, with close friendships like we have. You know, so with the times when I did fall, you know, you, were, you guys were there. You yeah. know what I mean? You guys would come out of your way to see. Because, you know, sometimes people you know you hear things sometimes people like oh you know they they say they're christian but they don't really you know not everybody has time for people's junk (laughs) we're supposed to bear each other's burden but we're also supposed to be like wise and have discernment you know it's not everybody's job to make sure we're on our walk you know god will appoint certain people and you were those people you know um some some people could have just been like oh man damo slipped again but you know what they got their own life (laughs) they don't have time to stop what they're doing and come check on me but you guys did yeah. you, you know that's what god gave us he gave us this circle so and you guys walked it out you guys were actually there you know what i mean like um to 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 you know help me get up dust off get back on on track and um you know i i will say once again blessed to have that and and not only when i first started my walk but even to this day yeah. you know i'm to part of a day. church you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm part of a church i have a pastor that didn't just dismiss me every time sure. i messed up it was like nah let's 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 help you out let's 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 walk this out together and uh man that's what the body of christ is and it's dope Amen. And you know what's cool too is just like the the people that we're connected to and stuff like that. The friendships, like you know, uh, when I when I see my pastor and stuff, you know, sometimes uh, and me and PSL done a uh, uh, podcast together before too, Um, and even your pastor, me and PH have done podcasts Mm -hmm. together. Um, But uh, I think it's cool because they're like, hey, how's how's your boy doing? (laughs) You know, I mean, like how's how's uh, how's Carlos doing? Like they're asking me, they they ask me about the circles that I have as well. Right, right. You know, and it just shows again how much. When you have the right people in your life, mm-hmm. they care about not just the relationship you have with them, but the relations you're keeping, you know, right. with others as well. Amen. You know, and, and the people that you keep close to you. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, and uh, so we, we've. Uh, I want to jump into talking a little bit about the the project that you just yeah. put out, man. We um, so we started. You've been doing music since you were like what? <laughs> I wrote my first rap at ten, you know, 10. but I started performing at fifteen. Yeah. And uh, you've done all kinds of crazy shows. I mean, uh, I remember uh, you telling stories about, you know, doing events with Eminem before Eminem was Eminem. And, like, yeah. uh, you know, getting getting your uh, your breakout jacked by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Well, during that time, you know, I was just like any other rapper trying to make it, you know, just or just trying to get known battle circuits, performances. And so you meet a lot of people, you know, that are doing the same thing, you know. Um, so like, yeah, the Eminem thing, like he wasn't even signed to Dre yet. He was uh, he had his own single going out and, around and I'd heard of him because he was killing the battle scene. And, you know, it was at um, Maritime Hall in San Francisco. I just ended up in a little, you know, uh, freestyle session with him. You know, some dudes are trying to battle him. So I'll save that story for another time but but you yeah during that time it was interesting because i rubbed elbows with a lot of people you know um shock g from digital underground you know ac alone i don't know he's not a household name but like you know talk to him you, you just start bumping into people and um it was tight it was it was interesting it was fun time you know you just run into these people sometimes you know you rap with them and sometimes you know it's just like hey what's up you know i just act cool pretend like i know him what's up dude yeah, yeah. you know right. but inside i'm all like starstruck right <laughs> i remember the time you almost yeah uh, you almost did a live performance with uh, jeff goldblum <laughs> jeff goldblum dude <laughs> yeah man i was 25 years old man you you couldn't stop me from grabbing him well you could but i was trying to grab every mic yeah he did you know but i saw him performing at this club in Beverly. Beverly Hills, and I was just like, hey, let me get on the mic, you know, because I was, I, I was like, you know, you, you give me that mic for one minute, we'll tear this place up. I could rap over jazz, you know, he was performing his, his, uh, with his jazz band, but yeah, he kind of just laughed me off. He's like, oh, yeah, oh. and you know the story, I tried to give him a fist bump, and he like grabbed a hold of my hand, like it was a stick shift or something, like, what the <laughs> heck are you doing? It was funny, man, but, um, but yeah, stuff like that would happen all the time, you know, and it was, it was just, it was fun, man. Yeah, I think I share all that just because, like, it, it kind of gives a little background to, like, I think out of, out of our group, um, I would say, like, the most complete MC. And just, just part of it, just because you've been doing it for so long um, and have done done so much and stuff. I mean, you probably have, like, 17 different aliases that you've gone by <laughs> in the course of your life. Um, but, you know, you've been around so long, doing it for so long. Um, and, and I think that adds to the elements that we bring as a, as a mm. collective. Um, yeah. But we, we put out our first uh, LP thing, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. mixtape. Oh, yeah. Mixtape. Mixtape. No, it was, it was a, like a EP um, or LP. Or yeah. Um, I don't know what the technical yeah. <laughs> is for it, but uh, we did that in, in 2008. Yeah. And then um, 2012, I think it was, we put out, um, the robot on the dance floor. Oh yeah, and that was primarily a uh, a brother demo like album. Yeah, it, fe- it had a lot of features on it, but it was really primarily a, a brother demo album. Uh, we did a big event for that. Carlos yeah. almost came through in his chunks. <laughs> uh, but uh, but see, there there was a dope testimony with that one though too, because you know I just be, always been a prolific writer. I'm not saying to boast myself, just saying yeah. like I just like to write. I like raps. I like you know. And so since I started rapping again, you know, um, the Lord put on my heart. I had all this material, and one of my biggest pet peeves is I hate having music that's not put out <laughs> i just I, I i it's like I, when i make it i make it to share it and so um i started working on the album but once again i started getting focused on me as a rapper the ego like it's got to be this way this way this way and um one night i just got convicted and i was just like you know what lord is this even your will like if this isn't your will shut it down lord you know but it took a while because that that hunger that that ego yeah. inside really wanted to just do this for me do this for me and then um the lord i was like yeah, you know it's how do you want this to happen and then all of a sudden when i prayed that that's when you came along and you said hey we got these tracks you know the love and this why don't we put this on there and then 
essentially I just kind of moved aside, let the Holy Spirit take over. And then I came out with an album that I was so pleased with. It was better than what I anticipated for myself. The one I had envisioned, I had to say, Lord, be willing to say, scrap that mm-hmm. for the Lord to come in and then make something tight. Yeah. You know, now whether people like it or not, I don't know. That's, that's but I know me, <laughs> I'm like, I love this album. This is the perfect album, you know? No, I love the album. And we, we have it on, on Spotify right now. Yeah. And like some, uh, just the, man, uh, we, even though I wasn't on it, now we just back up. Like, yeah. Um, performing Breath of Fresh. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> it was live on. <laughs> that was a dope song. That's a dope track. You know? Oh, um, dude, that was fun. One of my favorite that. songs to listen to still is, uh, just, just the wordplay and, and the play on it. Um, the brother rap. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what up, brother? brother. <laughs> um, but just like all, all this, all these songs and stuff, I, I love listening to it and going back. And, and again, at the end of the day, I think it has, I know it has ministered to people. I mm-hmm. remember when we put out that, um, uh, that second album, I had a friend who wasn't, um, uh, walking with the Lord. It's funny because she actually goes to Thrive now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I had given her a copy of the album when it came out and, um, she, uh, she actually particularly listened to the song, he wrote a song in there, um, that was dedicated to your sister. Right, right. And, um, she was like, man, that, that song really spoke to me mm. and just really touched me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and those little things, you know, how it, how God uses it. Yeah, praise you know? God. Um, and then, uh, we started working on this, this high beams project, like, oh. a little bit after that. Um, I found some footage the other day on my phone, bro. Nah. Uh, from us recording that early. We, we moved Ooh. that, we moved that studio like four times. <laughs> um, we had some equipment that was blessed to us and moved it around a lot. And then, um, you know, that was in 2012 and it's still not out. Um, it's something that we've been working oh, hard man. on building and on. And it's so solid too. Um, and, and, uh, it's been fun to work on. And in the middle of that, um, you put out the first, uh, Cosmo Monroe project. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that still on Nisbet too? Oh yeah. The first one, Hot Jazz Biscuits. Yeah, Hot Jazz Biscuits. <laughs> and, and, uh, it was cool to be a part of that too, in a sense. Like, um, I, I created the artwork for it and it's still to my day, one, one, one to this day, one of the like coolest, like, pictures or like you know whatever you yeah. want to call artworks that I, that I got to create and i still get like i show people and they still give me props on it nice yeah um, it was dope and uh so we did that and in the middle of that or after that we kind of we were on hiatus for man for a little bit yeah um i think uh like we just kind of just no again nothing bad we just we're disconnected for yeah um, man i want to say almost even a year like oh, we weren't about a regularly year, yeah. like well i think getting uh, together and if we're thinking about the same right time that's also the time you know when i had my relapse too so i had to really just kind of get well for a while too yeah you know um on my you know just take time away get connected with the lord again because i was started working on another project but i had to put it on hold yeah and then and then i had just got married i think around the same time too Oh yeah. Um, so you know, just adjust into that life. Um, and then we all. The other part of it too is we all. Again, not for any ill reasons or anything like that. Um, we all started attend, attending different churches and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, yeah. It, oh, so okay, it, you're talking about a little bit before that. Okay, I get you. I remember that time. Yeah. Yeah. So so we were a little disconnected for for a season, like all of us. Well, all of know? us. Yeah, we were like heavily involved in ministry on our own. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, not on our own, but you know what I mean, like. You were there doing ministry. I was there. Carlos was over here. David was over there. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it wasn't a bad thing. We just no. you know weren't weren't connecting to usual. And then I think uh, 
finally was able to to get some equipment going because um, some stuff happened with our equipment uh, we won't get into. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I was able to come across some equipment and, and start building some stuff up again. And uh, last, I, I just looked at it the other day. It's actually we've actually been working on this thing again for like almost three years. <laughs> Man. Um, when and, it's the uh, right time. <laughs> yeah, and, and in this season, too, uh, we added Mike to the collective. Yeah. Uh, uh, foundation. Um, shout out. And um, it's just been a crazy, crazy season. But in the middle of all this, um, your passion just for music mm-hmm. and doing what you do and, and rapping and writing and things like that. Um, you, uh, you've you been working on this other project Um the second Cosmo Monroe project. Mm-hmm. Um, shed a little light. First off, just shed a little light on how the heck did you uh, come up with Cosmo? I know the backstory, but it sounds like a funky name. It sounds Cosmo. like an astronaut. You know, Cosmo Monroe. <laughs> um, so... My dad always told the story of when, uh, before I was born, you know, there's names they wanted to give me before they came up with Damien. And, um, my mom wanted like Mauricio, but my dad wanted, uh, Monroe for me. And, um, my mom wasn't having it, <laughs> but he always wanted to name me Monroe. So it'd be like a joke every now and then he would like, yeah, I would have called you Monroe. And then my brother, he wanted to call him Cosmo. But we have a different mother, but his mother, same thing. Like, you're not calling our son Cosmo, you know. And so those two names always floated around in our family, Cosmo and Monroe. And so uh, one day I was just f- f- freestyling. And I don't know, somehow out of the blue, it just said like something like Cosmo, Monroe, got flow. And I was like, that actually, I like the way that rings. You know, I like the way it rolls off the tongue, Cosmo, Monroe. So, um, yeah, man, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to try that because I think it's cool to kind of reinvent yourself every now and then. Cause you know, back in the day I was definite juice, but when I accepted the Lord, I felt like that guy's gone. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just started going by my nickname, Damo. Everyone called me Damo. So like brother Damo, why not? You know, I wanted to be like a brother to everyone, you know, just share the love of the Lord. So it went my brother Damo, but then, you know, doing this other thing, just like really wanted to go hard, like as an MC, Cosmo Monroe. Okay, I'll use that, you know. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, not like in a crazy uh, Sasha Fierce Beyonce way, <laughs> but uh, you know, do you feel like that uh, like brings a different, I don't want to say persona, because you still are you, like in right. everything that you do. You know, it's not, again, not like these other crazy artists who become someone else, but maybe stylistically like brings out a different um, nature when you kind of doing a Cosmo Monroe project. Yeah, def- I see what you're saying. Yeah, because, you know, um, when Brother Damo, I think a lot of times I was trying to be like cohesive with the rest of the crew. You know, I don't know. It's just if, if you're a writer and you understand, but I would try to taper my rhymes to fit whatever we're doing. You know what I mean? And it was very much about you know, um, praising the Lord, of course. And so, um, but I try to like, you know, I wasn't just trying to write a verse just to have a verse. I was like, no, how would, maybe I could touch on something that Carlos and you didn't touch on, or how do I bring, you know, it's almost like highlighting the crew. Mm -hmm. So with Cosmo Monroe, I was just doing a lot of crazy. I I always loved freestyling. I just like, I'm just want to bring like just straight lyricism, just like MC, 
MC lyric, you know, <laughs> I've always been in the lyrics. Like I just want to bring like the hardest lyrics I can. And, um, that's where the Cosmo Mon wrote, but also just being really silly too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of goofiness and stuff like that. But I hear what you're saying like that. Sasha fierce, like, no, nah, there's, <laughs> there's no transformation or anything like that. That happens. Like uh-uh. Brother Bob Robin nah, no way. No way. I just, it's just, you know, in fact, when people call me Cosmo, I just, I like, nah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm Damien. Just call me Damien. Like, don't call me Cosmo. That sounds silly to me. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely just brings out just the very creative side. You know, all my, my creative abilities, boom, just bring it to the table as an MC. Dope, man. Um, so the project is up right now. It's on Bandcamp and it's on Nisbet. Um, Nimbit. <laughs> Nimbit. Right. Uh, and, uh, you can actually find the link on our Instagram page on the Lids, yes. Lids Music Instagram. Um, you can find the link in there. You can find the link if you follow Cosmo Monroe, um, on IG, on the yeah. gram. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just to close out, man, I'm gonna, uh, just play a track and, and, uh, and I'll, and I'll put it on here. Um, man, I, I listened to the whole album this morning, uh, one and a half times. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think Neckbreaker is one of my favorite ones because right. the beat is hard. Yeah. What's the track that you think we should, we should highlight for this moment? Um, I say go with that one then. That's, you know, Neckbreaker. Heck yeah. Cool. Give me a little background on it. Um, actually, you know, because I'm so old school, boom bap. I was working with this young kid, uh, Emilio Infamous, another dope artist, man. If you get a chance to look him up, Infamous, man. He's, he's just a great kid. You know, I mean, you talk about someone with integrity who who stands behind his, you know, what he says is he's on fire for the Lord. It's like God than him. And I've seen that about him and I really like that about him. So I was working with him for a little bit, just trying to help him, you know, do some promo and stuff. And um he challenged me one day. He was like, you know, like demo, you know, you got skills, this, this and this. He's like, but, you know, you're you're, you're still stuck in 88. <laughs> you're still stuck in 93. You're still stuck in 95. You know, I'm like, what? he was like, I, I challenge you to think differently about music. Try a different angle and I was like and so specifically we're talking about trap like I was like I hate trap (laughs) and he was like try to think differently and so I was like I wrote to this trap song and I was like actually impressed I was like I actually kind of liked rapping to that I felt like there was stylistic stuff I could do that I've never done before over just these old boom bap 4-4 beats so um, I started just messing around with some of those and one of the producers I came across was um, uh, I think it's uh SPK and I heard that beat and I'm like man I'm just gonna tear this up you know what I mean just yeah. and the neck breaker that was just yeah, I don't know it was just like an old thing you break your neck from bobbing your head you know so yeah Cut dope, keep inspecting this Inside you'll find hope, turn your scope to the nemesis Put them in check like Paul wrote to Ephesus Poisonous, venomous, turn away from selfishness Relentless pursuit of his excellence Bobbing your head to this like saying yes to this Yes, it is fresh when it's treacherous Waters upon us, I better just go call my God for the answer to this Power is vigilant, enter this realm of the spirit Don't fear it, it's intimate Love for the God is greater than all in the seated above All the madness and pestilence Cannot be your double negative Multiply positive charges, select you Just entering your new apprenticeship And no trip, Jesus is already Keep breaking your neck to this vessel, this precious thing, call of this mighty adventure, not letting us down, the 24-7 is just who we are, so give reverence. (laughs) 
and I'm shot like a necklace. GP sways back and forth, straight elegance. Yeah. Bebo, Tim Tebow, no censorship. And the end of it never takes me over. Represent you the best of my ability, the king of the old and new testament. Just let him into your heart, kills like a medicine, helping them to be a better man. So, ladies and gentlemen, here representing his glory through stories of penmanship. The veteran rhyme and not in for the Benjamins, only because he was generous, let him do this. Flow from the heart with a gift that is straight heaven sent. Y'all help me on destruction, I'm trying to bring heaven to my residence. Kingdom business, demon step, expel them like an exorcist. No love for the devil and the rebel angels out there trying to kill the rest of us. Exodus, free from bondage, promised land expecting us. Better catch that bus, the land of milk and honey overflowing, yes, available to us. So break your neck to this, call Mount Everest, standing at the precipice, let Jesus rescue us. Break your neck. You can set a drift on a memory, bliss, reminisce, visible, remembrance. Just remember this, you're a new creation of Christ, only skeptical, incredulous. Intelligent design, Lord, use me, I'm restless. Get the music out, improving a benefit. The body of Christ, doing a new thing. The edifice of the church, not losing, never that. Get woke from sedatives, sleepy at wake to another day. Soak in his presence and claim your inheritance. No more embarrassment, shame on the seven smoke. Yo, turn your eyes from the screen, put your eyes on the king with flash like an accident. No, it's not how the sentence, it is evidence of his great love, that's the end of it. really striving to be unique and you know his biting was whack they knew the time yeah so um again you can get a uh, album you can find it through demos ig cosmo is it dot monroe cosmo dot monroe um or uh through the lids uh, lidz music um ig you can find the link there and uh make sure to check out some of our other projects and uh, we'll be dropping some new stuff as a collective soon too so uh thanks for your time bro it's been a blast break bread uh we the body now christ the head yeah straight go strong and we come together like we so strong when we come together right want to share that mind to christ mighty night provide the sacrifice to bear my life uh, abraham descended the son of man son of god gonna take the land back do you understand